My name is John Machado, and this is Gunpowder Pod Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. Um, there's going to be some changes to the show. It's going to be beneficial for you guys. Good stuff. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more structured. Uh, Brain, while I was down in Tennessee, had brought this to my attention. Um, he believes that I need to uh, structure the show so that there is a guaranteed time, um, you know, like on a Tuesday or something like that, kind of like I had done before, but I never really stuck to it very well. And then I just kind of abandoned it altogether. Uh, a large part of why it happened that way was because of when I switched to full time at the job that I'm at now, there was far less driving. Um, my old job, I mean, I think the very least I was driving an hour to a college or university and then an hour back. Um, and on average it was like two there, two back. So it, it provided me with plenty of time to think about shit and, and to be able to, to, to get on, you know, hop on the podcast and do one every day. <coughs> Excuse me. Once I got over this other job and I, I became considerably more busy, um, it, it, the podcast, uh, tended to suffer a little bit more. I mean, shit, I'd have whole weeks where I didn't do a, a single podcast as, as you well know. So, um, and I think, and, and I've been thinking about this too, so I really needed brain to, to, to bring it up. I mean, he just brought it right up to me. I didn't ask him about it or anything. So it was, uh, it was pretty nice to hear that. And also it, it, you know, it, it pet petted my ego, um, and, uh, got me pumped up, you know, and, and that's what, that's what friends are good for, you know, is to, to, uh, to, challenge you to do better and things of that nature. So thank you, brain. I appreciate it. Wow, lady, you were just going to fucking come right up on me, huh? I, she almost just took out my, my back left corner of my fucking car. Shit, dude, I'm telling you, man, these people in fucking Detroit Metro, they just don't give a shit. Um, so yeah, those are going to be the changes to the, to the podcast that are coming up. Um, I think what I'm going to do, it's more than likely going to be a Tuesday, especially now that we're in summer. Um, my Tuesdays tend to be uh, a bit more free because the wife and kids are gone. And so it kind of provides me with a bit more uh, alone time to, to be able to do all of this. Usually it's going to be at night. Um, I got to get better at po- uh, publishing um, things as soon as I'm done with them, uh, especially being that I don't edit anything. So it should be relatively easy. But I do have to wait my memory. I have to wait for it to... Um, finalized processing in order to put it on. And my memory is always shot and I, I tend to forget to fucking put it on. Not that my memory is shot. I'm not quite at uh, the usurper in chief's level, but I'm somewhere up there. But I do, I, I do have to defend myself a little bit when it comes to losing train of thought and shit like that. A lot of uh, the content that, that's out there is edited. Is is edited to take out the ums and uhs and and when they lose track of where they're at so that they can come back to it and then just edit that part out. I don't edit anything. So um, this tends to be something that a lot of people go through. It's just I show you what what, what it is that I have happen and, and other people don't. And, I, and I'm not shitting on them for doing that because, I mean, if I, if I, had, if that, if I took this more seriously, if this was my, my job, more than likely I would edit um, – a bit more than I do now. So I don't want to shit on them too much for something that I would more than likely do just to make it sound better and to prevent you guys from having to hear all the fucking, you know, dumb shit that's in, in, uh, in between the, uh, the thoughts. So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that and a little bit, 
nervous to, in the sense that, like, all right, now I have to do something. But that's good for the show and for you guys to be able to, to count on me uh, to have certain parts out. Now, I'm probably going to intertwine it a bit with the videos. I really want to start getting the videos out. I've been doing a lot of, uh, not a ton of, but I have been uh, researching a little bit, you know, where I can go for videos and stuff. Because I don't want to just have it on Facebook uh, and YouTube. I want to be able to... Uh, shoot a, a video uh, that may be not be on either one and just put it right up on Rumble. Rumble's coming around to it. Excuse me. As of right now, um, to do what I would want to do on Rumble, I would have to pay for it. And being that this isn't my job, I, I have a hard time, especially being as cheap and Scottish as I am, um, paying for something that I don't do as a profession. You know what I mean? In order to get the, in order to get it back, could it work out? It could especially on something like Rumble that's got a lot more um, of a normal audience on there that's a bit more understandable than just a whole bunch of fucking psychopaths, you know, on, on YouTube or Facebook that are ready to, to, you know, call you a racist and a Nazi at the drop of a hat. But um, I think as of right now, I'm probably going to have to stick to the old way of doing things with, um, oh, shit, what's the, not, it's not DuckDuckGo, it's whatever, whatever, uh, platform that I use in order to put videos onto YouTube and, and, uh, and Facebook. And is and while it's on that, I actually have to censor myself when it's on those two, because, uh, I did, dude, I got a strike on YouTube not long ago. Um, and it was so weird. I got a notification. They struck it and took my video down. Couldn't tell you which one it was. And it was like months, if not a year after I had put the video out. And it's like, what is the cause for the, nobody's watching that video anymore. You know, like, who the hell came across this? And then what pussy, you know, was watching the video and they saw the stuff that they didn't like and they had to flag it. You fucking tarts. That kind of comes into what I wanted to talk about in part in this episode. I was watching a short between Joe Rogan and Tom Segura. Um, it was a short about fat models, which is just bizarre. Um... And Tom Segura was talking about, you know, the flack, I guess his wife, Tom Segura is a comedian that, uh, he's had one or two specials, I think on YouTube, I'm sorry, on, uh, Netflix, funny guy. This guy is fucking funny. He married another comedian named either Christy or Kristen something. I, I have a hard time remembering her name, but she's pretty funny too. And, um, they both kind of, I think they both live in California. They're both a little bit more left leaning, um, or liberal leaning, if you want to differentiate, and uh, they had they were kind of seemingly going that way. For an effect, it sucked because I know how funny he is, and he really is. I mean, he's he gets a little risky in some of the uh, this the content that he puts out. But um, they recently had on this uh, uh, Andrew Tate, which, if you remember me talking about in my danger of entitlement, um, episode, Andrew Tate is the one that my nephew brought up to then turn around and shit on me. I have not, um, checked out to see if, if even what my nephew was saying about him being a a child sex trafficker, uh, was true. Um, I had heard something about it and I need to do a little bit more information or uh, I'm sorry, a little bit more information. I need to do a little bit more research to see what that was. Uh, 
remember me saying that my nephew said, I bet that you would like Tate Andrew. So he had his name mixed up. And then I was like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. He sent me a link that he had hot, he had in the chamber ready to pull the trigger. Sent that to me. And then I saw who it was. And I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this guy before. Don't really know much about him. And then my nephew was like, oh yeah, you know what he got hit with? And I go, what? And he said, child sex trafficking. So essentially my nephew was saying, you like child sex traffickers. And so just that premise that my nephew put out there was what pissed me off. Uh, I didn't know much about Andrew Tate, but it was just my nephew with the premise was enough to get me fucking pissed off that he would make that accusation. Not really focusing so much on Andrew Tate. So since then, Andrew Tate has actually, and, and you've probably seen some stuff on about Andrew Tate or a couple of his shorts if you watch YouTube at all. Because what he has been doing, he's got this quote-unquote course that's going on. Andrew Tate has $30 million. This dude is fucking massively rich. And he got there. um, He was a professional kickboxer. He ended up having 87 fights, I think it was. I I did a little bit of kickboxing back in the day when I was in Taekwondo, when I was in my early teens. Um, So it was kind of like, all right, cool. Um, But he had also gotten into um, cam girls like he had he had started a business where he had cam girls um which were like only fans before only fans and um in a way he was kind of like uh, a bit of a pimp sort of uh it wasn't like hiring these girls out for sex I guess but he did have that so um I don't know if he got into pornography or not I've kind of heard some stories uh, I know that he got into some casinos and shit. I think he was actually born here in the States, but he was raised over in, like, Belarus and stuff. Um, he, I talked about how the first time I had, or not the first time, but one of the videos I had seen of him, he was talking shit about the United States. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hate this guy. I think I said in the comments or something to that effect. And then later on, I saw some other shorts where it was like, oh, okay, he's just boastful and, and, and boldly claims things. All right. I see who this guy is. So, um, so since he's, uh, what he did was he came up with this course, uh, to teach people how to make money and it's a bit of a pyramid scheme, but it's not in the same way that other, it is, it is a pyramid scheme in the way that other pyramid schemes are pyramid schemes, but he's doing it with the understanding this is a pyramid scheme. I'm going to make money on it. I'm going to make money using this and getting other people to be a part of it. So what happens is other people get his content, they share his content, and they make money off of that. So that's kind of the bit of the pyramid scheme, sort of. But that's the reason that more than likely you're seeing his shorts in your algorithm on on YouTube. That's why I've seen his. Not only that, he's everywhere. I mean, the guy is fucking everywhere because of this thing, and people are sharing all of his content everywhere. You know, all over Facebook, all over YouTube, you're seeing him just... Every, virtually everywhere. He actually ended up going on Alex Jones' show and uh, talking on there because he is he is vehemently against the liberal left. Now, with this charge that my nephew made against him, and it's so weird that he would even come across this, my nephew, and being able to understand that this thing happened. I cannot emphasize enough that my, my nephew does not have a lot of real-life world experience. Wait, real-life experience is what I meant to say. So the fact that he came across this makes me think that it's probably one of his lefty buddies, because my nephew is seemingly heading that way, um, saying that shit or bringing this up or making that claim, because Alex Jones tends to vet his his guests pretty well. So 
I highly doubt that Andrew Tate was involved in this. Now, what it could have been is when Andrew Tate had these girls come on or hired whatever girls he had to be a part of his business to be webcam girls. Um, mind you, these women make a shit ton of money. So this isn't like low-end pimping. This is like these girls are not involved in it. They're, they're essentially hustling men out of money. And they're showing themselves and shit like that and doing self, stuff to themselves, but these men don't get to touch them. And uh, the whole idea was to have these men get uh, led on by these women to believe. Gavin McGinnis was talking about this with a couple of the, you know, quote-unquote losers that he had on his show that, you know, they were giving up th- tens of thousands of dollars to these webcam girls that they were going to be girlfriend and boyfriend and all this, that, and the other. So Andrew Tate took a... Uh, uh, con- took advantage of this and and that's how he had his business going on so what i'm saying is is that maybe hired a girl that was younger than what she said and maybe that's how it it got on um or that's whatever this this claim is against him um again i'm gonna have to do a little bit more information if he is a child sex trafficker you know that i will come out to go yep he is he's terrible and this that and the other uh if not then i'll go yeah well you know people make claims all the time so um i'm gonna have to do a little bit more on him but, how did I even get there? All the way back to uh, Tom... Oh, yeah, Tom Segura and his wife had Andrew Tate on their show. So, it was like, okay, so they're willing to hear both sides. And why that's important is because in this specific short that I was watching about uh, Tom Segura and Joe Rogan talking about fat models, it's just in how they were talking. And I noticed that this is a, this is a, a shift in how people are out there and how we've been changed to talk normally and rather to um, censor, self-censor our own speech with one another when a camera is on us. If I could have been a part of this conversation between Joe Rogan and Tom Segura, where they were going, I would have stopped them and said, no, 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 no. We're all normal. We all can discuss things um, and be okay with us discussing things. But the problem that's happened is we've had our ability to converse with one another altered because there is a group of people out there who want to censor. They want to control what it is that we say to one another. They don't even want us talking about it. They want to stop us. They don't believe that we should even have a voice. And in this case, right, talking about fat models, it would have been the, obviously the left, the fat models themselves and people like that who say, well, you can't say anything about us. But they can also say whatever they want about about the normal, the normies like us out there talking shit, right? Is that, and the difference, the stark difference is us normies say you can converse about these things and there should be no law against you fucking being able to talk. You should have a voice we want to hear it. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Go ahead and say what you got to say. We're the other side who tends to bring up the most back, I'm sorry, ass backward, upside down, wrong shit to support. These people just so happen to be the ones that are also calling for us not to have a voice. They want to bring up the shit that is outright taboo, wrong, terrible, awful, and they don't want anybody to talk against it. And they've had the effect. They've had the the uh, 
the the change happen in their favor. It's benefited them because we've gotten, I guess, scared. Now, not me necessarily, although I will say that I've had a bit of, of uh, I think it's the indoctrination that I've had my whole life, right? I try to call this out when I've noticed it. Um, having, and, it, and we've all been affected by the indoctrination of, you know, coming up through American society, those of us who are, are here um, in the States and have gone through whatever, you know, show TV shows, movies, and entertainment that we've been affected by and also the education system that we grew up in. Um, even private school, you know, there's a, there's this amount of indoctrination that we've faced or that we've been exposed to that has maybe, uh, manipulated our thoughts in a, in a way or affected our thoughts in a way, <clears throat> you know, to where we may not necessarily be scared, but I don't know, maybe we are, you know, where we have to preface it. I've done it before on the show, right? Where you've heard me go, well, let me preface by saying this. You know, I don't want to sound racist, but not that I say that, but you know, other people will. Oh, I, I don't mean to sound racist. And then the next thing they say is like, you know, this thing that's probably somewhat um, insulting or offensive. Um, that's the effect I think of the indoctrination that we've we've felt through. Uh, you know, a, a, a liberal left is changing academia circuit that we've all been through, and that goes into the benefit of the liberal left where we're we're conscious and a little worried of saying something that might offend someone else because it's going to start this great big old fucking firestorm of things that may be worked against us and that's not what normal people do normal people are like all right that's offensive let me talk to that person and let's have a fucking let's have our own you know, disagreement or debate or whatever it may be. Let me be able to refute them. That's how normal people think. These fucking psychopathic lefties, they're like, oh, don't let them talk. I don't want them to even be able to say something that's offensive. And that's wrong. But they have had that effect where now we're, in a way, almost scared to say the things that we actually believe. And you know what? I will admit that it's probably affected me in a great deal. Shit, I've had, I don't know how many episodes I've deleted because I said something and I was like, ah, okay. Is that, usually it's, is that really what I meant? Is that really what I believe? And then it's, how much shit am I going to feel? So yeah, I guess I've, I've, uh, I've had that affect me too. You know, how, how, how much of a pushback may I get? You know, am I going to have somebody try to fucking cancel me off of this thing that I do, uh, that I'm just interested in doing? I want to have an effect in other people's lives you know, and things like that to, to make their lives better and, and, and also have them understand that there's somebody like me out there that agrees with them, you know, kind of galvanize their, their, their thoughts, which I think you know, we have that that's also been greatly, um, decreased out there. You know, we, we have so many, so many, um, institutions that are, are really trying to change the way that we think about shit and they they have an effect, man. You know, this fucking tidal wave of wrong ideas after wrong ideas washing over us and fucking really pulling that Overton window over to to change views. Even even if it's minusculely, it's still in in the in the liberal leftist direction. Which is sad. So we need more people to come out, like Andrew Tate, I would say. Again, this is prior to if I know that the claims against him are right or wrong. I assume that they're 
uh, incorrect, especially knowing that, you know, he's been on InfoWars, and I trust InfoWars, I trust Alex Jones and them, uh, for the decades of um, information that's been proven to be right. Uh, you know, but it's just, man, hearing, you know, hearing Joe Rogan, now Joe Rogan, I've, I've never been a, a strong fan of, right? I've, I've, I've always been pretty critical. I enjoy the things that he's correct about that, that he's, uh, that I agree with him on, obviously. Oh, he's, oh what, who are you to say? What arbiter are you to say if he's correct or not? Because there's some shit out there that he said that it's absolutely fucking incorrect. Like his take on, on using the word nigger, you know, to go, oh, only, you know, white people can never say it in any way whatsoever. And it's like, yeah, what about if, if it was like the core detail in a fucking, in a murder trial, you know, this, this guy said nigger and and now I can't even say it. Now we just got to say fucking, we got to be children and say the N word, you know, it's like, fuck off, dude. That was an absolutely bad take. Not only that, but he also dressed in like a black turtleneck. Who were, I didn't even think that black turtlenecks existed in California. Fuck, dude. Like, isn't it too hot for that? But he's got a black turtleneck on. He looks like, and he's bald headed. He looks like some kind of fucking evil villain, you know, super villain, evil villain, super villain, you know, giving this, uh, it also looks like he's some kind of super villain that has a gun pointed at him on the other side of the fucking camera as he's saying this shit. So, uh, you know, that's something that he was, uh, he was shamed into having to say, but again, the, the, the effect of the left, they have won in that, in that scenario and people need to be a lot less worried about what these people are that hate them. Think of them, you and me, we have got to stop being so worried and scared of what somebody else says or thinks of us when we think very poorly of them, like fucking turn it back around on them. These psychopathic freaks. The fuck do I care what some, you know, liberal lefty blue haired armpitted chick who thinks she's a dude obviously has some mental illness. What the fuck do I care what she thinks of me? You know, like even with my nephew, I love him. But outside of that, like, I don't give a shit that he, he called me a Nazi. I don't care. Like, it's laughable. I, I would laugh in his face if he said that shit to me. Like, get out of town, dude. You don't fucking know shit of what you talk about. And you're going to sit here and call me a, a fucking Nazi? What? Okay. <laughs> you better hope all Nazis are like me. You shithead, you know? Like, fuck, dude. And the thing is, is that they really don't think that. They just don't like that you're on a different team. They just don't like that you're not on their side about something. And so they're going to call you mean shit. Well, too fucking bad. You know, and if, if, if it makes it easier for you to do this, think about being on opposite teams. You know, you're, you're the Michigan Wolverines and they're Ohio State. You think I give a fuck what some Ohio State guy has to say about Michigan? I don't give a shit as long as we win. You know, outside of that, then I guess it's a little fucking, it stings a little bit when they say some shit. But what are they going to say? Oh, well, you guys didn't beat us. All right. Outside of that, I don't give, what are they going to be like? Oh, you don't fucking... You know, you didn't put your shingles on right. Why do I care what you give a fuck off? You know, that's probably a pretty bad example to use, (laughs) but you get my point. It's like, we don't come up with, with, come up with, ah, think about any way that you can to get you into the mindset of not worrying about what the other side says about you. Whatever mean names they want to call you, a racist, a bigot, a... a, a, a and by the way, the, 
they, they don't even know their own terms that they use. I've been trying to say this for the longest time. Phobe, I'm sorry, a phobia is an irrational fear. When they call you whatever, phobe, blank, fill in the plate, uh, space, phobe, they're saying that you have an irrational fear of this person for whatever it may be. You know, when you call your friend a faggot and they're like, oh, that's a homophobic slur. No, it isn't. I am not irrationally fearful of gays. That is a funny thing to call my friend to make him laugh. I texted uh, uh, Andre Willow Air last night. I really do this to all my friends. But I'll go, I go, hey, this is going to sound gay, dot, dot, dot. And then I go, are you ready? What's my next text, right? And he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. The left would have fucking, our whole text last night, they would have lost their fucking mind, dude. <laughs> but he goes, all right, I'm ready. And I, my next text was, I miss you, faggot, you know? <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it was just, I miss you, faggot. And uh, I just thought that that would be a funny thing. To, that would make him smirk, you know? Like, God, this is my friend, you know? And it did because then he texted back, don't be gay. And I caught, and then my next text was bigot, you know? And then we got into the fucking name calling. I called him a bigot. I think he called me a, uh, oh God, what did he call me? I don't know, tranny. And then it just, it kept getting, I dude, it got worse and worse. I mean, we were using the worst shit on one another. And then at the end of it, I just texted him back. I'm so wet right now. That is a conversation between friends. It's just fun shit. And I think if you have more conversations like that with your friends, which I'm sure you do, it'll help you to realize, I don't give a fuck with some person that, you know, thinks that, um, I don't know, everybody's gay and men can be women and all this other shit. I don't give a fuck what they have to say about me, you know, cause you shouldn't, you know, I mean, I know it's hard for us humans to like think of all the people that are, are out there that might listen to us and it kind of intimidates us and uh, Oh shit. Am I saying something that's right? Dude, I go through that every time I put out an episode, who is going to come across this? Who's going to hear this? You know, and, and what are they going to, am I saying something right? Are they going to be able to, to, to talk shit to me and, you know, whatever. They're going to point out my, you know, what, what I might be wrong about or whatever. That's why I tend to invite everybody. Dude, if I've said something wrong, tell me what it is. You better fucking bring it with sustenance. You do not just text me and go, oh, you're wrong. I've had a few reviews on uh, Apple iTunes, I think it was, where people are just like, oh, it's. One guy, I remember this one specifically. Pablum at its finest. You think I didn't have to look up what pablum meant? Because that is not a normal word. If my one of my friends were to say pablum to me, I'd be like, why are you being a dick? <laughs> why are you saying shit that you know that I we never use in conversation and now I'm going to have to look up on Google, you son of a bitch. You know? And they would laugh about it too. So, um, but they didn't bring up what I was necessarily wrong about. And uh, that's all I ask, you know. But, I mean, the, the point of the, the story is don't let your enemy affect what it is that you... Don't let them say things that affect you, I guess. Don't worry about the shit, the name-calling and shit. Stick to the point at hand. Stick to what you know. And don't let them deter you that makes sense and be accountable be responsible don't be a bitch ass liberal 